0: Welcome to Once I Watched a Disney, a new series on Disflix and Tidbits, where I bring on a guest and talk about a Disney movie from our past and try to remember all the little things about it and then re-watch it to see if the Disney movie has stood the test of time. A Disflix and Tidbits nostalgia experiment. I, of course, am Cassie, and since it's Once I Watched a Disney, that means I am not alone. For this episode, I don't have one, but I have two guests. That is Jenny and Trent from the Disney DNA podcast. Welcome, welcome.
1: Hey, thanks for having us. We are happy to be here. We sure are. I love your show, too. It's awesome. Oh,
0: thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad that you guys could come on.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, thanks for having us because we actually had you on our show recently.
0: Yeah, you did. Uh, It... When this airs, it will probably be probably two weeks ago.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. For now, it, it just came out today, and I can't wait to listen to it, actually.
1: <laughs> yes, it's it was a lot of fun, and we talked about the upcoming Disney movies for the rest of this year, and it was really fun to have you on and just kind of get all of our opinions and really see if we liked things or we didn't. Or It was
0: just a lot of fun. Yep, it was. Yeah. Why don't you uh, introduce yourselves a little bit more for my listeners and talk about your podcast a little bit more, any upcoming uh, projects you want to plug as well? Okay.
1: Well, it's myself, Trent, and Jenny. We are the host and co-host of the Family Disney Podcast that we share with our daughters, Brooklyn and Sophia, and it's called the Disney DNA Podcast, and we put out shows every Thursday. And we also do Facebook live shows on Tuesdays over at our at our site at in Facebook. You know, just search Disney Disney DNA podcast. And we also are in all the social media outlets from, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and all those things. And um, just find us there as well. But basically our show is we give perspectives from a husband and wife aspect of our Mm -hmm. times going to Disney. We talk about, you know, some of the news trip reports, just some things that we really like. It was just all things Disney and also our daughters. They come on and give you that kids perspective that you really don't get a chance to hear too much nowadays. It's always the adults. So we've been doing this show for three years and we love the Disney community and love going to Disney. And we typically go once a year during the holidays because we love the Christmas time, the weather, and it's just a lot of fun. And I'm looking forward to episode 200 dropping really soon and by the time this airs, it already happened. But we're really excited for that episode mm-hmm. because it's been a, a long, fun journey getting to where we're at. And it's fun meeting other podcasters in the community and just kind of growing as a, I call it a, a Disney podcast Ohana, we're all family, we're all friends and, and it just kind of helps everybody grow. And Recently, we started having people on and just wanted to really spread some of that podcast love to everybody and just just help out those shows that are maybe just starting and just, you know, just being friends and just saying, hey, you you know, come to us. I mean, we're really out here to, you know, help you guys and to really have some fun and just grow together.
0: Great, great. And, and uh, I will leave all the links to their podcast down in the show notes below. You should definitely subscribe to them and listen to them after you listen to this episode. Uh, They're really great. I was like we said earlier, I was just on there and we talked movies and you should definitely check out the Disney DNA podcast. So, before we get into the film that uh, we chose to reminisce about, let's help the listeners get to know you a little better with some Disney movie profile questions. (laughs) (laughs) Oh (laughs) 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 they're they're not they're not too hard don't worry um so it's kind of similar to the questions you're to the question you asked me how did you first get into disney
1: me mine's gonna be short and sweet well i'm gonna i'm gonna make mine short because i could go over a long time on on this particular uh question but for me it started at a very young age i was eight years old going to disney for the first time with my parents and this is back when it was only two parks you had magic kingdom and epcot but before that trip i had these fantastic neighbors that had recently went at that time and they had these these disney movies and i was like okay let's watch these this is like a summer break so we started watching snow white okay so we started watching cinderella i was like cool robin hood all these good classics and that kind of sparked interest, and then following year my parents said hey let's go to Walt disney world so i was like okay let's go so i went and as soon as i went through the tunnel by the train station and started walking down main street and seeing that castle to me the magic happened then it was it was incredible i really fell in love with things and then right in those attractions like big thunder and space mountain and all those things peter pan those are some fantastic rides that we love today and we love those rides with our kids but just being that kid and seeing that and the magic and just it really sparked my interest and then ever since then I've been going to Disney for a long time and uh, just I'm a big fanatic and that's my simple story of how I become uh, I guess a, a, a Disney fanatic that I am today.
2: My story uh, did not start as a child though. I was, when Trent and I got married, we went in 2005, I was 21, just turned 21. And that was the first time I'd been to Disney world, but I didn't really get the bug until we took our kids. I mean, I had a good time and everything. Um, I did not, I guess you would say, interact with Disney a lot as a child. I read a lot and I was outside playing. We had horses, so I was always riding and stuff. But as a kid, one of my favorite movies was Lady and the Tramp. And we had a lot of the Disney golden book type books with Mickey Mouse on his adventures and stuff like that that I remember reading. But my interest in it really didn't start until we were planning and took the kids. And then for me, it wasn't really the parks that got me interested. It was the planning. I love to plan. So I loved the research aspect of going to Disney world and you know, how to do this and how to do that. And what was the best way to plan fast passes like that really is what got me loving Disney. Mm.
1: And one more thing too, is I like seeing our kids, like our kids are 10 and 12 and their faces when we get to the parks, they just light up. And and for me, it's just, it's seeing the excitement with them and this sharing those memories and just, you know, getting those photo pass opportunities and those ride videos and just, I love that. And I do love the movies as well because we we see all the Disney movies in the theaters and just have a great time and just, uh, you know, just en- enjoy spending time together with something that we really truly have a passion for.
0: Nice. Jenny is probably the first one that uh, mentioned that the parks is what really got her into it. The first guest that said that so far.
2: Yeah. I mean, I love planning. Like I love organizing. I love my list. I love doing the research behind it. And you would think that that gets old doing it every year, but every year the parks change. So Mm -hmm. how vacation changes a little bit. And so that's what I, I mean, I enjoy the parks and the rides and the shows and everything, but. I just really love that plan and getting it all together, making
0: it happen. <laughs>
1: That's right.
0: <laughs> so the next question that I have, uh, Jenny kind of already answered this, but I didn't get one from Trent. Do you have a favorite Disney movie? And it can be from any of the franchises.
1: Well, I'm going to go back to the old school, and I still love it to the de- to this day, and that is Robin Hood. Ooh, I love yeah. this movie. I don't know what it is about that movie, it's just it's different i i just like that style Mm -hmm. and i grew up liking just the whole robin hood character itself from you know from the other movies that that are non-disney i even like those as well but just the robin hood stories themselves i just like it you know and just the whole you know he's taken from the rich to to get back yeah (laughs) stuff like that you know just that fun stuff like that and um, you know, made made Marion and just the whole archery and just the that that love story and I know the soundtrack always gets picked on for that you know how terrible it is but I love it though I mean, it has that that country sound to it you know and I'm not a big country fan at all but I do like this movie but that's one of my favorite movies uh, probably to this day is
0: Robin Hood. Nice yes. and and Jenny it's still Lady and the Tramp right.
2: Yeah, when that was my thing, when uh, animals, I just was, uh, I loved animals. We had cats and dogs and cows and pigs and rabbits, chickens, goats, horses. I mean, we pretty much had a mini farm and I loved the movie because it was all all animals, you know, there there Mm -hmm. are human characters in it, but they're not a big factor. Um, Through the years, I've loved like Braves, one of my favorite princesses and.
1: Yeah, Merida, yep
2: yep uh, yeah Merida from the movie Brave that's one of my favorite princesses and I've liked some of the uh, there's characters I have liked here and there but because I didn't really watch a lot of movies as a kid you know there's not many that I think back on that I was just like oh man that's my favorite
1: let me say this too now I do like the current movies now don't get me wrong you know I love the Incredibles Toy Story all those things those are great but i have those special place for those old classics because those are the ones that we don't get anymore because everything now is modernized with cgi and all that kind of stuff but i like those old era movies because it brings me back to being that kid again of when i remember watching them and i mean i love like cinderella snow white uh all those i mean they're all great but those classics are the ones that really hold that special place because uh we actually own those on on blu-ray and uh we pull them out from time to time just to sit down and just to have that nostalgia like oh yeah it's it's been a little while let's watch them and i can just feel like i'm that that young kid again
0: Right, and, and that, that's why I kind of did this uh, kind of experiment that once I watched the Disney, just to bring this back to where we were when we first watched it. The next question that Jenny kind of segued into is, do you have a favorite Disney character or a group of characters?
1: Ooh, favorite character or group. Okay. This one, I think about this one.
2: I really like the cast from Emperor's New Groove.
1: Oh, yeah. Cusco
2: Mm. uh, and all them, Pacha, Crunk. I I think they're great. Like, they're really funny. They really work well together. I love them.
1: For me, I'm going to pick probably The Incredibles because they're family-oriented. And I like that because we, the both of us, we are really big about families with our girls so when I watch The Incredibles One and Two, I kind of picture it being like us, you know, being that incredible family mm-hmm. ourselves and and just having fun with that by pretending like, you know, hey, I could be Mr. Incredible, you could be Elastigirl, you know, and then Sophia could be maybe what you think? Dash. <laughs> <laughs> and she I could attempt
2: to be dashed.
1: And Brooklyn could be, yeah. you know, uh, you know, violent.
2: Yeah, there's certain, like Gaston is hands down one of my favorite characters. I mean, I love him. I feel like he's just greatly misunderstood. He should get more love. He should get his own spinoff movie.
1: No, no, <laughs> I'm no. just
2: saying. I mean, he's also one of my favorite. He's one of my favorite villains. People like to call him. But again, he's just misunderstood.
0: <laughs> and that's actually my my next question is who is your favorite villain? Gaston.
2: (laughs) Me though, he's a hero.
1: (laughs) Okay. I, for, for me, I'm trying to think there's a couple of them that are pretty close to being, I'd say tied, but if I had to pick one, I like Maleficent.
2: Yeah. I Mm. also, my number two would probably be Hades from Hercules. Oh, I like his character as well.
1: The reason really why I like Maleficent is because I like it from the parade. You know, because she finally made her appearance back in the parade again at at Magic Kingdom. So I'm like, hey, Festival of Fantasy, she's back.
0: Yeah, that's a great float. I love that.
1: Mm -hmm. And when she kind of went away for a little (laughs) while, I was like, please come back for a trip.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The next question is, what is your favorite kind of Disney movie? Now that can be like a superhero movie, princess movie, musicals, live action, the animated, any of those you
1: go Jenny.
2: Oh, I love musicals. Okay. Kind of stuff like Into the Woods, um Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. Yeah, I I, I love love musicals. It can even be animated musicals. But I love me mu- I listen to them all the time on my phone and stuff while I'm at work or at home cleaning or whatever. I love musicals so much. Like Broadway shows. If we're going to spend extra money on something, I want to go to a show.
1: Oh yeah. I like those two but i'm gonna kind of segue off of that and say i like the superheroes but also like the strong women characters like the moanas you know those mulans i'm like i'm all about you know girl power i think that's awesome
0: mm-hmm.
2: and
1: I've said it many times on our show i fully support that and i think it's great you know and i and i really like it but
2: I he just, has to in this household. There's he's outnumbered. Yeah, there's, there's three, <laughs> three
1: of them. To <laughs> one. Yes, you know. But I love girl power. I love the princesses. But I do like the superheroes, and of course, you know that's a that's a guy thing. But I do like the musicals as well. I mean, I do love Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins returns into the woods. The, Lion those, King. Lion King. I mean, all those things are great. You know, but action's great. But I do like the girl power.
0: Call me okay. weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, not weird at all. <laughs> And finally, is there a movie you were looking forward to in 2019? And it does not have to be Disney.
2: I'm really looking forward to Dumbo. I like how the commercials kind of give it uh, a darker feel. I love Tim Burton. I love what he does with stuff. So I'm excited to see how they're playing out that story. Um, I'm excited to see what they do with new characters that have been introduced in the commercials and kind of where it's going. And, I mean, Danny DeVito's in it. That's going to be amazing.
1: I thought you were going to say Frozen too.
2: Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. I, I'm in line already. That's
1: right. I'm going to pick the obvious answer, and I'm going to give you that date or the month, you know, December. I'm ready to, yes, I'm ready for Episode 9. I'm ready to see how this thing closes out. I'm a big Star Wars fan since I was a young kid. So the first the second and the third one well you know uh, five and six in the theaters as a young kid and uh, been a fan my whole life and I'm looking forward to seeing what this does I'm really excited and I'm really excited for to see what happens to Leia because we all know what happened to Carrie Fisher uh, recently or in the last year I think they're gonna do her
2: character well
1: yeah I really hope they can close it out and really do something and look Like I said, on our show with you, Cassie, is it's J.J. Abrams. Yeah. He's going to do something great.
2: And (laughs) I mean, I'm and I hate to say this, and I'm sorry if I offend anyone, but I'm excited to see the Skywalker family drama end.
1: Drama.
2: Because there's rumors, <laughs> what? you know, there's rumors about all of these side Star Wars movies, which we've gotten some fantastic one, Like Rogue One was amazing. I would love for them to make uh, uh, the first book as Catalyst One, something mm-hmm. like that. Right, yep. And it's kind of like the prequel to Rogue One. I would love to see that made. They're talking about doing um, a Boba Fett movie, things like that. I think we need to start exploring more of the Star Wars universe besides the skywalker family
1: well this is going to be it for what i understand it's going to be after nine they're going to go ahead and shut that thing down
2: yeah but what i'm saying is i'm yeah. hearing that they're going to be yeah. exploring more so
1: mm-hmm. i'm looking forward to star wars i'm just i want to see how this thing ends up being and, and who makes the cut and you know i'm ready to see uh thor go to hulkamania i'm ready to see
2: <laughs> that's going to be horrible i mean like <laughs> Someone is blackmailing him, I think. Or, like I said on our show, he was like, as a kid, going, "Oh, I want to grow up and be Hulk Hogan," and now he's like, "This is my chance to live my dream."
1: <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. is going to my other favorite, you know, I know Sherlock. Sherlock. Mm-hmm.
2: That's gonna be good.
1: Very good, you know. But
0: did did you hear about the that new film that um, Chris Hemworth is gonna be in this summer? Mm-mm.
1: Besides uh, Hulkamania, <laughs> yeah.
0: With Tessa Thompson from Thor Ragnarok, uh, Men in Black.
1: Oh, yeah. I forgot about that.
0: Oh, I didn't realize he was going to do
1: that. This is like another side thing. I saw the trailer for that, actually. I forgot all about
0: that.
2: Yeah, I haven't seen anything about that. I'm going to have to look it up when we get off because I haven't seen anything about that. There's a trailer out and
0: it looks awesome.
2: The new Spider-Man's coming out looks
0: awesome. Yep. Tom Holland's back. Yep. Yeah, he's a great Mm Spider-Man. Yeah, good. Good, good movies, <laughs> very good movies. Now that uh, the questions are done, for now, uh, now to remind everyone how the series goes, it will be divided into two parts. The first part will be of Trent, Jenny, and I trying to remember the movie strictly based on memory from the last time or times we watched it. Answering questions about the film, how it made us feel, or any feelings that rise up when we think about it. Uh, the second part will be after we watch the movie on our own time, of course, and then come back and discuss how present day us feels about the movie now. Uh, if time or nostalgia has a factor in how we remember these certain movies. So the movie that Trent and Jenny picked for us is James and the Giant Peach. Is there any particular reason why you guys picked that?
1: She chose that fix. Yeah,
0: because I loved it. (laughs) I mean, I I remember
2: loving it. so.
1: And I've only watched it, I think, once in my life. I've also read the book. Yes, lucky. (laughs) (laughs) So you're going to get some funny stuff out of my memory compared to hers, because I've only watched it once in my life. Well,
2: I mean, it's been a while.
1: Yeah. So that's kind of a good thing, because I need to see it again. So, you know, why not?
0: yeah. The only thing that I looked up for this movie uh, is that it came out on April 12th of 1996, was directed by Henry Selleck, produced by Tim Burton, which I thought there was a connection there, and based on the novel, the same name by Roll Dahl. Am I saying that right? I think so. Mm-hmm. I, I butcher names. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I'm the same way. Yeah. He's got some great books in his, uh, I guess, his... Mm-hmm his lineup of arsenal. things, his, his, his arsenal of, uh, of, of books. He's, you know, he's got yeah. Charlie and the chocolate factory, uh, the, mm-hmm. the BFG. I'm trying to go off of memory here. Uh, I think there was like the, there's a Fox book. Um, oh,
0: what was fantastic? That M- Mr. Mr. Fox like that. one. So. <laughs> fantastic. That, Mr. Fox.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like that. And he did Matilda.
2: I don't know. I thought BFG was horrible
0: no i haven't seen it
2: i mean
1: it's different
2: yeah trent and the girls liked it i thought it was horrible Mm. i did not like it
1: but it does have a pretty good backstory on some books that are pretty popular for the kiddos to read or adults too
0: do you recall the first or last time you watched this movie
1: me oh gosh it was probably what you think the kids were like young
2: yeah trent watched it for the first time after we had kids so we got married if i was i was 21 you were 30 mm-hmm. we got married was trent was 30 so the first time he watched it he was an adult that's right um because he graduated in 93 so when this came out he was too cool for movies like this
1: what no
2: so <laughs> in 96 i was in 7th 6th or 7th grade And so I was the prime age for watching movies like this when it came out.
1: I was like on a college campus. Yeah,
2: (laughs) I was in junior high. Trent was in college. So when I first watched it, was a much different experience than when Trent first watched it because of he watched it as an adult and not just an adult, but it. I mean, not that you're older, but, I mean, he was over 30 adult.
1: I mean, we're only nine years apart now, but, yeah. you know.
2: But me watching it, I watched it watched it at my aunt's house during the summer after it came out on VHS. And wow, VHS. Sixth or seventh grade, because she had all the Disney movies. She loved them. So that was the first time I watched it. So, I mean, I was like my, my girl's age. So it was, I mean, I loved it. I loved the story. Story. I remember like watching it and being excited what's gonna happen next, even though I had already read the book. (laughs) I mean, it was it was very exciting for me.
1: I just don't remember I remember bits and pieces of it. So I have a funny, I guess, story of it when you're ready for me to go into detail of what I remembered, but it's gonna be a lot less than what (laughs) she remembers.
2: I'm pretty sure the way my adult hood watching movies at home has worked after about 10 minutes I probably fell asleep wow oh Trent puts on a movie or we start watching a show and if it's quiet and I'm warm under a blanket I'm out
1: she's out that's right
2: (laughs) so I'm trying to go on like junior high memories
1: and I'm going back 13 years
2: yeah oh wow
0: yeah I I couldn't tell you the last time I watched it, but I remember the first time I watched it, I, I was uh, in fourth grade. We just read the film, and I got it from my grand grandparents because they were the ones that got me into Disney, and I had like this extensive VHS collection of everything, and they got it for me. I don't think I even realized it was Disney at the time, so I watched it before I read the book, then read the book and watched it in class again. And... I couldn't tell you again when I watched that. (laughs) It's been a while.
2: I know we've watched it once with the kids. When we watched it, Sophia was young enough that she doesn't remember watching it. Like she remembers watching it at school once, but that's it. But guess
1: what? We just bought it over this past weekend (laughs) through Amazon.
2: Thank you, Amazon. Yep.
1: We got the Blu-ray, so we're going to watch it.
2: We're all going to sit down probably tomorrow night and watch it.
1: Yep.
0: Nice. Do you remember the plot of the story? i'm gonna give you my sad
1: plot you know that i can remember half of this and it's gonna be very short she's probably got a much better one than than i do but i'm gonna say this i think it was something to the effect of the guy's name is i think it's james and he's got these no i'm just kidding there's like it's like james something something i don't know his first and last name whatever it was so it's a character named james of course and he's got these two bad aunts or whatever it is that are raising him because his parents got killed or something like that and he uh he goes somewhere and he finds some sort of like like a magical i swear it's it's like this magical tongue or something like that that's magical and he finds like this uh, like centipede or some sort of grasshopper centipede something like that (laughs) And they go on this little adventure, and he's trying to get to New York. And I can't remember anything after that. That's how sad I'm. Like my story is very sad. (laughs) As you're laughing at me, but I'm excited for for Uh, because I don't remember it. So
2: okay, do you want me to tell you my version? Enlighten me. Yes,
1: make me sound better than, than than my story.
2: If I remember correctly, which I probably don't, because, I mean, we're talking junior high. And then I watched 10 minutes and then fell asleep. James's parents are killed by some sort of storm with a a rhino in it. Okay. Okay. And then he's sent to go live with his old bitty aunts who have never been married, never had kids. And they're just kind of, they make them clean the house and cook supper and do all the chores. And they just pretty much use them for a little you know, made and cook and everything. And I don't remember what he was doing, but it seems, it does seem like he found these crocodile tongues or something.
1: Yeah. something magical tongues. I'm telling you,
2: he's, <laughs> he lives in the attic and he saves a spider that happens at some point. And then I don't, I don't he drops the crocodile tongues or something. And where those land, a peach pit, Okay. turns into the peach.
1: There you
2: go. And the ants start showing it off and making money off of it. Maybe James wishes he went away or something like that and somehow he goes inside the peach. I forget what happens. Maybe he takes a bite of it and then he starts eating into the peach and he That's finds <laughs> I I think I'm totally wrong now that I'm saying this out loud. In the peach is the spider There's a centipede, there's a grasshopper, there's a ladybug. I feel like I'm missing another main character, but...
1: I don't remember, so...
2: They start to roll the peach away, or it becomes a balloon. I know at some point, it's like flying in the sky. They attach it to birds, and it's flying in the sky. They're headed to the big city, which happens to be New York, for, like, one of them wants to be... On Broadway and like uh, they all have some sort of dreams that can happen in New York.
1: Interesting. That's better than I'm not done.
2: I'm not done. Oh, okay. There's (laughs) more. Wow. The ending that I think that happened. So then they have all of these experiences and stuff. And I remember thinking throughout the whole movie, wouldn't that just be really sticky? And wouldn't the peach start to rot? But anyway, they're flying. With these birds on spider web strings towards New spider York. Spider web strings. Yeah, right. she uses the spider webs to make strings and they lasso <laughs> the birds and they're going towards the big city. I think they just call it the big city. I don't think they're necessarily saying New York.
1: This is definitely Tim Burton.
2: And <laughs> they get there and then the, something happens with the ants. And the police show up and there's a whole big crowd of people. And then in the end, they get to live in the park and James gets to live with the animals happily ever after.
1: Wow. I Maybe think you possibly
2: cheated. in the peach or the peach, but no, you've got to remember.
1: <laughs> I don't remember. This I
2: one. read the book. Bu- I read the book too.
1: Okay. Well, that, okay.
2: But I could be totally wrong, but like, I don't remember much when I just watch a movie. But if I read a book, cause books have more details. Okay. I usually remember that, but I could be totally
0: wrong because it's been a really long time.
1: Me too. Like 13 years. Okay. Yeah.
0: So I I think Jenny got it mostly right. To add on to Jenny's memories, I do remember the ants are really ugly, like ugly as thin. One is thin and one is really large.
2: And what it was, isn't one like short? She's like short and fat, maybe? Yeah.
0: And the other one's tall and gangly.
2: That those two characters, the ants, remind me of on Coraline, the ladies that live, th- th- the that are blind.
0: Yeah. Oh okay. yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah,
2: the, those ants. Like when I was like, okay, let me think of James and the Giant Peach, and I was trying to picture the ants. Those are the two characters that I kept picturing. Was the one they were the trapeze artist.
0: Okay. Yeah. and uh, So James is like in a Harry Potter situation. He lives in the attic. How he finds himself into the peach, he has to clean up after the people that come to pay and see the, the peach, like a carnival type of thing. And he's made to like clean everything. And he was picking up like popcorn bags. And he picked that up and he was trying to lick the, the, the leftover butter from the popcorn bag. <laughs> I just remembered that. Wow. Um, and he, <laughs> he made it into like one of those paper balloons. And I think that's a song, like leads into a song when he makes the paper balloon. Jenny was right about the parents being run over by a rhin- rhinoceros.
2: Yeah, but it seems like there were not, it was in a storm because it seems like it comes back later in the movie.
0: Yes, they they run over the ants at the end and kill them, basically.
2: <laughs> oh, they also built like this walkway around the peach. I remember that.
0: Well, that was because the peach was connected to the tree that it grew off of. Yeah. And wh- when James got in there, he snapped it and it was rolling down the hill and caught onto the fence post. And that's the, the, the walkway. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I do remember that. I didn't remember how it happened. I just remembered there was like that walkway because there's a few scenes where they're outside standing outside on it.
1: Yeah. I don't remember any of these things. So. I have to watch this movie now because <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> and Miss Spider takes her spider web and catches seagulls. So they're flying in the air. Um, I do remember I mean, that.
2: Yeah. I don't remember why, because it seems like on for a little bit, they were floating in the ocean or on mm-hmm. a, something, and then they they hit the seagulls up, yeah. I guess.
0: <laughs> and the character that you were missing was the worm. Yes. The blind worm that like goes crazy sometimes.
1: <laughs> I can't wait to wash it so I can redeem myself. Didn't
0: the worm wear a hat? I one don't of remember. them no, the grasshopper wears the hat.
2: Oh, okay. I was gonna say I remember one of them were yeah, because he was like uh kind of like a gangster character. Not a gangster, but I mean he had like the cigar <laughs> and
0: this is the, yeah. That's the, cent-
2: the shirt.
0: The centipede is the gangster guy.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wow. I can't remember any of these things, but hey, <laughs> this is going to be like a new movie for me now when I come watch this this weekend. I, I, I'm just saying. Okay.
0: <laughs> it, it's really interesting. Like hearing hearing ourselves talk about this, it sounds really strange and it sounds very Tim Burton. Yeah. Very Tim Burton. It's because it's all claymation at one point. Yeah. It was. Right.
2: And I, I remember being impressed how it was filmed. And it's funny that we remember the beginning more than the end
0: yeah i have a feeling that like i kind of remember that it just kind of ends like they land in new york the police come something happens to the ants and then it just ends i don't even remember how the happy ending happens
2: well and i feel like they're living like in a park in the middle of the city or something It's not like, and they're all together. Like, all of these humans are like, Yeah, you want to live with a giant spider? Be my guest. Like, I feel like all of the characters are together at the end.
1: I don't know. She's looking at me, and I'm just like, (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) That's why this this is a great movie to talk about on the return.
0: I should
2: have the girls read the book. I should buy the book too and reread it.
1: There you go.
0: Let's. Move on to trying to name most of the characters. Oh. We know James, obviously.
1: Yeah, Captain Obvious is James. <laughs> <laughs> I messed that up too, but he has like this. I don't say it, it's like a first, middle, and last name, but I can't remember what it was though. But they called him like it was like James and blah blah blah. blah. You know, I, I don't remember what it I was. I don't
2: remember the names.
1: I don't remember either.
0: I know none of them.
2: I, I think, I mean, maybe Myth Spider.
0: Wow. I know one of the ants is Sponge, but I don't don't remember the other ant. I don't know any. (laughs) Um, Miss Spider. Didn't they just, like, call them by their names, like Mr. Worm and Centipede and Mr. Grasshopper?
2: I think so. I don't think they had official full names. Yeah. They might have, in the book, when they were being introduced... But he James was very formal with everybody, very mm-hmm. and proper, and called them, you know, Miss Spider, Miss Centipede. I think because he, I, I do remember that. Like he was a very well mannered, proper kid, even when he was talking to his aunts or cleaning up after the other people.
0: Yeah, and he he wore a suit, like a little, like a grungy suit with shorts. I remember yeah. that.
1: I'm gonna have to. Pay close attention to these names when I watch this stuff. again, so I can know who these people are. Because I have no idea, except <laughs> James, of course.
0: But yeah, I do I... remember the aunts. They always I... ate cake, right?
1: Right, Jenny. Because I have no idea.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, but the, they always it was cake and maybe coffee or tea or something like that. Always with it. Yeah, I, I uh... can't think of the other one. I don't know.
0: Me either. (laughs) So from your memories, do you have a favorite character? Do you remember being drawn to one of them?
2: Well, when I was younger, I liked the centipede because he was kind of the gangster like, you know, Miss Spider was very motherly, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. And I liked that about
0: her.
1: I don't have one. So I'll just say James because that's all I know.
0: (laughs) I'm starting to remember there there's a glow worm, like a a girl glow worm. Is that right? She like sang opera when they were singing.
2: It w- was was there two worms then or was there Yeah, two-
0: there there was the blind worm and then there was like a glow worm that was a female.
2: I was thinking because when you brought up the worm earlier I thought oh a glow worm, but then you said blind, so maybe there was two. Maybe they were husband and wife.
1: The funniest thing that I'm just kind of sitting back here listening to you two talk about this because I just have <laughs> no idea. This is great.
2: It seems like um Mr. Grasshopper was <laughs> Trent's laugh.
0: Or Trent.
2: But yes. it seems like he was very serious and proper as well.
0: Yeah, he had a monocle. This sounds like a bad party night. No. (laughs) It's a fever dream.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He did have a monocle. I I remember thinking he was cool just because of the monocle. And he was proper. But the rest of them, I mean, didn't leave a huge, huge impression on me.
0: Mm -mm.
2: I mean, they were part of, you know, they were cute characters and everything. Like, I remember thinking when I was reading the book that James was kind of whiny. And I think some parts of the movie, he's kind of whiny.
1: I don't
0: know. Mm. Okay.
1: Yeah. I mean, I
2: guess we'll see. But I I think I remember thinking that when we read the book.
1: I'm just intrigued that y'all can remember some of this
2: stuff. Well, when she start talking about it, you think of more things.
0: Yeah. I don't think I've watched this in 10 years. And I can't believe I remember all this.
1: I'm not that far behind, but I must have dozed off. Or had the kids in my lap or something. Because wow. I don't remember hardly any of this stuff. So that's yeah. why I'm I, I'm looking forward to watching it so I can bounce back on the next part and have more to say.
0: Yeah. I, I think my favorite was Miss Spider. She was black and white. I remember that. She was French and had a beret. And I thought it was the coolest thing that a spindle popped out of her back <laughs> to, <laughs> to spin her web.
2: Yeah. She wasn't a black widow?
0: No, I don't think so. It
2: sounds like
1: a bad I got she was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It sounds like a bad dream. <laughs> I,
0: can't, I can't even imagine.
1: <laughs> who comes up with this stuff besides Tim, you know? Tim Burton. Who, yeah, I mean, I mean, who writes? I mean, who, who comes up and, and uh, says, look, Tim, it's I've a great got movie. the best idea. We're going to have these worms, okay, with spindles popping out of their backs
2: you mean a spider spider
1: i'm sorry spider (laughs) popping out of their backs okay we're gonna have these rhinos murder this poor guy james's uh parents pretty i mean not not really murder but you know killed in the storm and
2: so we think
1: it's very sad and very uh you know, yeah
2: the first part of the movie is sad and depressing, yeah. but I mean it has a happy ending, just like all Disney movies, and just like all Disney movies, not all of them, but I mean a good chunk of Disney movies, the parents are killed, true yeah, animals sing
1: that's right, I mean, they leave you with a world of disappointment because of you want to go and put the birds on your arms and they start singing, you know
2: yeah. The seagulls (laughs) are roped. I mean, what more do you want in a a Disney movie? Yeah. Disney movies have kind of all the same elements. Yep. No matter what genre they are or live action, animated, (laughs) old school, the new stuff. I mean, it's all kind of the same. I mean, even like Moana, her parents didn't die, but her grandma did. And you became emotionally attached to grandma in the first of the film. I mean, I remember the first of this film. It seems like James and there's flashes of him with his parents. So you see him. You see how happy he is. And then his parents are killed. And then you see how sad and depressed he is and how horrible his life has become. And there's your emotional attachment. Your parents are dead. You know, the parents are killed. And then what happens?
0: Right. Well, I have a question for you, Trent, then. Sure. Is there a reason why you haven't watched it again?
2: Honestly,
1: I forgot about it. And that's the truthful I can be about that is I just forgot about it. And when she mentioned it, she was like, Hey, let's talk about that because we received your list to, to pick from. And I was like, well.
2: Yeah. He told me I could decide. So I was watching, looking through and I'm like, Oh, I used to love this one. Let's do this one. And he's like, okay. (laughs) I hesitated very much and I was like,
1: "Uh, okay. I said, no,
2: you said I got
0: to choose.
1: Yeah, so she picked it, so I'm going to play along with it and I think it'll be better once I see it and I can have more to talk about because I'm very quiet tonight because I don't know what to say about this movie because I don't remember.
0: Yeah. I get
1: Really leave a lasting impression on me because of what you're saying about spindles and creepiness.
2: it's a good movie. Okay. I mean, like,
1: well, I've never been disappointed with a Tim Burton movie.
0: Do you remember liking it at all? Or do you just not remember how you I don't you felt?
1: remember. I don't remember at all because, like I said, I think it was because the kids were probably on our laps. And I just kind of caught it here and there. And I'm looking forward to it. Um, and now we own it. So I'm kind of stuck with it now. So uh, <laughs> it's going in the movie closet. I already scanned it into my app. So we'll add this one to our arsenal of things to maybe watch it maybe after we do this, maybe oh once a year maybe or twice a year depends.
0: Okay. Do you think your future selves will love it or hate it based on what we could remember?
2: I'm gonna love it.
1: I'm gonna love it because it's Tim Burton and we're both fans. The girls like Tim Burton. So I think it's gonna be good. Um I'm
0: I don't know. I You just...
2: sound a little doubtful. I'm positive I'm gonna love it. <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I my future self is gonna love it too. Just because from Jenny and I talking about it, I know, and trying to remember it, I I'm remembering more. I'm like, oh, I, I I'm so happy to watch this again. <laughs> yeah, i What do you two hope to get out of this experiment other than remembering the movie? What do you say, Jenny?
2: I you know I'm excited to kind of relive that childhood giddiness of the movie.
1: Wow. For for me, it's just having some knowledge of another great, yeah. fingers crossed, hopefully great Tim Burton movie.
2: And I really think after this, because we talked about some of the other movies on your list and about like, oh, man, I hadn't seen that in forever. Like it really got us interested in instead of just sitting down and going, oh, what's on Netflix? Going like, oh, what's in our movie closet and starting to rewatch
0: some of the movies like
2: this. Mm
1: hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely.
0: Oh, good. And finally, if you had to rate this movie on memory alone, what letter grade would you give it?
2: I'm going to let you go first.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Let's
1: pick on Fred this one. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to just, I don't know. I want to say a C only because I don't remember it. And I can't give anything higher than that because I don't remember. Now, Future trim will come back and hopefully give it an A or a B plus, but we'll see.
2: From memory alone and how I how I remember feeling when I watched it when I was younger, I'm giving it an A plus. Oh wow.
1: Okay. Wow, that is strong. I mean, I four. remember
2: watching it at my aunt's house with my Uncle Charles and just like loving it. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of that memory goes on who I was watching it with. You know it was summertime. I'm hanging out with my uncle. So there's more than the movie to that memory. So hopefully, when you ask me that again, um I still give it an a plus and not just because of the memory and emotion I have attached to watching it
0: mm-hmm. I-, I think I'm going to give it a b plus because all the memories that come flooding back are also great. But I don't remember it being so great that that's the reason why i didn't watch it again so that just a middle ground right there and i kind of wanted to ask another question because a guest asked me this uh, a while back for a grading scale what do you think would be an f in the disney movie ca- ca- catalog
2: <clears throat> frozen uh. <laughs> oh wow <laughs> i'm kidding i know that one was just like ridiculously successful
1: for me, gosh, I can't an F in the Disney catalog. Wow. Or the uh, lowest rating. The lowest rating. For me, I was not too thrilled with maleficent with the live action. You know, the course. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people I've been kind of hearing chiming in and some social things. They were saying that why are we having a second one? that one or how about that wrinkle and waste of time that one was an
2: f that yeah that one was pretty bad oh, yes
1: it it just dawned on me yeah that's a bad one i mean we're probably gonna see the second one just to see it to see was it a waste of time and money
2: oh i know which one one i give, would give an f wow mm-hmm. inside out i hated- oh <laughs> i did i It was depressing, wasn't it? It was just depressing. Uh. (laughs) And I didn't like the emotions. I didn't like the little girl. I mean, the little girl was depressed because she moved. I just want to be like, it happens to everybody. First
1: world problems?
2: Yeah. I I just, I did not like that one. Their meet and greet was fun when we met them at Disney World. But I don't ever want to watch that movie again. Strong. It gets an F minus.
0: <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so the the movie that I gave my guest an F to is uh Valiant, which is a third party company movie through Disney. That's not fair <laughs> because Disney didn't do yeah, it. I
2: don't know that movie.
0: Yeah, it was a, a British horse? No, it was about a carrier pigeon in the oh. war.
2: Oh, I I remember, I didn't watch it. I remember previews and stuff and it was like, why would they do this?
0: Yeah, but it was a third party company and Disney just put their name on it. They didn't actually do much.
2: I wonder if Disney watched it before they put their name on it.
0: We are going to take a break and watch this film on our own time. And it will probably be a couple days a week uh until we meet up back again but for you it's just gonna be a second so we'll see you in just a few
1: the story of a daring explorer
0: where are we
1: his extraordinary friends
0: we're lost this is all your fault you blithering nitwit white meat have you two <laughs> gone man?
1: and a bizarre world where anything can happen
0: it's a giant shark and we're back from watching james and the giant peach and it's been about a week and a couple days right that's yep. right yeah um <laughs> we had a, a bit of technical difficulties on both our ends so we had to move it back a couple more days but it's been about nine days since uh, we did the first part and when when did you to watch the movie
2: So we originally recorded on a Thursday, and then we ended up watching it Saturday night?
1: Yeah, it was Saturday night. Saturday night. Yes.
2: I was thinking Sunday for a second.
1: And it wasn't just the two of us. It was actually the four of us. So we we made our daughters, Brooklyn and Sophia, watch it with us because it's been a while for them as well.
2: And I actually bought and read the book.
0: All in yeah, that time frame.
2: In that time frame as well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that when you told me that. But it must have been a, a small book. I remember reading it, but I don't remember how big it was. Yeah, Is it, it, a it wasn't
2: very long. Uh, it took me about two nights. It was maybe 175 pages or something. Oh, like
0: that. Easy read.
2: Yeah, I read for, I don't know, maybe 30 minutes the first night and then just finished it the second night. Oh, okay. So All right. It
0: wasn't bad. So we recorded on a Thursday. I think I watched it, yeah, the the Tuesday after that Thursday. Uh, I watched it late, later than I I wanted to. I wanted to do it over the weekend, but then came home from work and just popped it in. And uh, I was going to make my kid watch it too with me. But then uh, last second, I was like, wait, is this kind of scary because of the stop motion um, part in it and and the rhinoceros and that? I didn't remember. I couldn't remember if it was scary or not, so I just watched it alone.
1: Well, I don't think it was very scary or anything, or or the kids couldn't handle anything. But I'll talk about my my <laughs> ideas here shortly. Like I said, I've I have some some things to I don't say know. about Should this one. Should we
2: just go ahead and tell her what the kids thought of it?
1: Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: They thought it was horrible. (laughs) They did not enjoy it at all. Halfway through, Sophia was like,
1: Is this about over? This
2: almost done. And I'm like, just watch it, okay? Yeah. But yeah, the girls did not like it. They were not entertained at all by the story.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Before I get into um, more thoughts, uh, just this one more question. You already mentioned that you, you bought the the blu-ray right
1: i did mm-hmm. so you Waste guys it now. yes <laughs>
0: yes <laughs> the next time
2: we'll watch it is with grandchildren probably okay. yeah
1: <laughs> it's in the movie closet and that's where it's going to kind of sit at yeah. for, uh, for a while
0: i can tell where this interview is going
1: <laughs> but i'll be glad to tell you all of the disappointing things that i like about it or did not like about it you know so so we'll,
2: i actually still enjoyed it
1: so that's one mm. of the four of us did, but, but we'll kind of get to that point it here. It really aggravated
2: yeah. me, though. So, because mm. she's
1: done the book and the movie, yeah. and, you know, yeah.
2: I enjoyed the book much more.
1: Those differences of the two yeah. different things there.
0: Yeah. And that's how it happens, too, though, is the, the book is more detailed, it's more advanced than what the movie industry was at at that point. So, yes.
1: Highly agree with you with that. Yeah. Because I, I know Tim is a part of the name of this movie, Tim Burton. But it, to me, just didn't seem like his type of show. But anyway, we'll dive into that here in a minute.
0: Okay. So um, I just rented it. Uh, I usually rent most of my movies on Google Play. And I get constant discounts for some reason. So I... Got it for a buck, so that's cool.
1: <laughs> that's the best price for it, actually.
2: <laughs> yeah, we I think we paid like $14.99 Four, or $14
1: something. for through Amazon, and yes, and that was not money well spent at all.
0: Yeah, so about this movie, I listen to the first part to see what exactly what we said. And I wrote notes down, uh, not much on end because he couldn't remember. That's right. But this movie is about, I did not write his name down, but he has a three part name, James, who is with his parents and they're having a lovely day. And then all of a sudden a storm cloud in the size of a rhinoceros, rhinoceros swallows them up, which Now I remember from the book, it was an actual rhinoceros that escaped from the zoo. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. James
2: was somewhere. Mom and dad were in the city.
1: But it's James Henry Trotter.
0: Yeah.
2: There you go. Yeah. In the book, they mention his full name all the time. Like, it drives you crazy. But his mom and dad were shopping in the city, and a rhino escaped from the zoo and gobbled them up and was on (laughs) the loose. Yeah.
1: Already starting off bad. Yes in my opinion it's just yeah. a, it's a goofy way to start a movie to me just the just the whole rhinoceros thing and the parents and but with this it was the cloud to me it just did not make any sense to me
0: yeah i don't know why they came up with the the rhinoceros storm that that was just kind of strange and the beach scene was like all hazy and everything and i know it was meant to be a dream but uh, Do you guys see Sweeney Todd at all? A little bit. Mm. I,
2: I love that movie. Obsessively listen to the soundtrack. To oh, that. yeah? Yeah, I love She does movie. a lot. I listen to a lot of uh, soundtracks and stuff because the really good ones, like that one, it I can almost visualize what's going on in the movie, like when I'm at work and have some music on. But yeah, it, it did very much have that feel to
0: it. Yeah, like the beach scene from Sweeney Todd. Mm-hmm. Like that even though it wasn't directed by, by Tim Burton, but you can tell he had his touch on that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The one thing I didn't like about this movie, just the, like on the Blu-ray, you can tell it was kind of dated because it was very grainy. Like, like the picture quality was mm-hmm. very, very old. And maybe that's because we're watching it on the 4K TV, but I mean, it shows the old artifacts big time compared to what's out today's standards. So a lot of those scenes, especially on the beach, was very dirty looking, and you uh-huh. can tell it just wasn't crisp like you're seeing movies today. It really shows its age, definitely in the Blu-ray for sure.
0: I agree. Yeah, it, the same in the, in the rental. Uh, it just
1: it looked bad. I mean, just it looked
0: bad, but it got a little better when um, he woke up. So you can yeah. tell it was a dream. So I don't know if it was just the bad quality or they. Did that on purpose?
2: <laughs> I
1: don't know. It, it, it was just I, 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 saw that and I was like, man, couldn't they have done a little bit thing of like cleaning this thing up a little bit. But it is an older movie because it is like, like what ninety six? I think when it came out ninety. Yeah, yeah. But
2: I mean, they're not going to clean it up to put it on Blu Ray. I mean, how many people did they think were really going to actually buy it and watch it? I, know. I mean, obviously yeah. they got our fourteen ninety nine. But how many other people are running out and watching James and the Giant Peach?
0: Not many. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and then we find out that uh, James was basically adopted by his horrible aunts, Spiker and Sponge.
2: Yes.
1: Yes. They were pretty funny. Uh, I liked them.
2: In the book, Spiker and Sponge are actually killed by yeah. the beach when it's rolling down the hill. And in the movie, they are not. And I'm like, wait. I thought I remembered in the movie, like I thought I remembered when I was little that they were killed. I had forgotten that they were like the the villain at the end type thing. Um, So that was kind of a shock to me when they get rolled over and they like are still alive. (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think I mentioned that too that like they got killed at the end, but I think I was mixing it up with the the book.
2: Yeah, because in the book they're killed in the beginning and that's it. I mean there's once the peach takes off, there's no more spiker and sponge.
1: Yeah. They were funny. I mean, that was probably one of those. The only thing I liked was those two characters because the two ladies that played those parts did a pretty good job. In my opinion, I mean,
0: for the characters, Jenny had the grasshopper ladybug centipede and the spider. Uh, Trent mentioned the, the grasshopper and the centipede. And then I mentioned that there was an earthworm and a glowworm, and I, I we we had a debate whether that glowworm really existed or not.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I remember.
1: That's right. Now, I liked these characters, especially two of them was the, the centipede, which was played by, well, voiced by Richard Dreyfuss, who we've seen in a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Miss Spider was by Susan Sarandon, who's yes. been one of my favorite Actresses growing up as a kid, and you see her in a lot of those movies from the '80s and '90s, and that was yeah. my time frame. And she's great; she did a great voice of of Miss Spider.
2: And see, I thought she was a Black Widow, but she was not. She had stripes. Yeah, that's
1: right. Mm-hmm.
2: So I did not remember that. And in the book, she was not a Black Widow either. Okay.
1: That, yeah.
2: I'm trying to think uh, what other characters. I mean, so here's one thing with the characters. You know, in the movie, they f- deal with the pirates which was Jack from The Nightmare Before Christmas. With the yeah.
1: compass scene, there's a little Easter egg.
2: Yeah, it's Jack. But in the book, they there are no pirates. They're dealing with these like cloud men, is what they were called. So once the peach rolls down the hill, in the book, there's all this destruction and stuff, and they land in the water, and then they're picked up by the seagulls. That also happens in the movie. They run down, they roll down the hill, they fall into the water, and then they rope the seagulls. That's where, like, the book and the movie start to differ. After that, nothing is the same, really. Hmm. Hmm. So that was weird because, like, in the there was a lot of cloudmen and stuff in the book. And I'm like, man, this is this was actually be kind of interesting to watch again because I didn't remember a, that part of the movie, but they, it wasn't in there at all.
1: And speaking of uh, clouds, they had the little Easter egg of the teapot in the clouds. If you go back and look at that again, it's, yeah, very, at the it's, beach scene. it's very quick. Yeah, but there's a teapot. It looks kind of like Mrs. Potts, sort of, kind of. Yeah,
2: they had Easter eggs throughout it.
1: It was only two that I picked up on that was pretty easy. And I even Googled this after the movie just to make sure. And it was the two that really stood out was the uh, cloud teapot and the jack skeleton compass thing with yeah I mean, it was obvious that it was a no, you know jack yeah
2: thing. i mean and that was a neat scene how with, with jack and everything i like how they worked him in there without it being like overly obvious because i know in 1993 when i watched it i thought it was six that's it, whatever three or six somewhere in the 90s when i watched it i wouldn't have put the you know jack from nightmare before christmas to
0: jack on the movie yeah I noticed that right off the bat, too. Uh, one thing that struck me odd is um, you two were on top of the crocodile tongues when we were trying to remember, and I couldn't remember that at all. And then re-watching that scene about the crocodile tongues, now I know why I couldn't remember it, because the crocodile tongues look like pasta. They look like rotini.
2: Yeah, <laughs> they do. They yep. do. And when they're hopping around and everything, you think of like little... Um, I don't know, acid dipped worms kind of hopping around and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't look like crocodile tongues. It's just, that was just one of the weird things I remembered from a kid because Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, we see alligators. (laughs) We know what their tongues look like. I'm sure crocodiles don't look much different. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was just, they were like little, little drawings on the screen, you know, and it was just weird to see them kind of like hop around like little worms Mm -hmm. and stuff. I, I thought that was kind of terrible, actually. Yeah. I didn't like that part of the movie. I thought it was just silly. And then that creepy guy that shows up, the the magic man, you know?
0: Yeah. And, and <laughs> <just> like,
1: <laughs> he's on one side of the wall, then he's not. And then he's like, here's the creepy bag of tongues. And he's just weird. But he is an actor that we've seen before in other movies. And he's, you know, that's uh, Pete... Puzzle Wait, I don't know how you say his, that guy's name. Something like that, but
2: mm. yeah, I didn't mind the Magic Man.
1: The magic Man. All right, I don't like. Him. I I thought it was just weird, Uh and just the bag of these little drawing tongues just was not very good.
0: Yeah, he he just like appears out of nowhere, and there's no reason for him to be there. It's like he's like a the fairy godmother. Yeah, yeah,
2: because it's not like he's a peddler or a merchant or something like that. Walk, you know, their house wasn't on a road that would be traveled. Yeah. So there's no explanation on how he gets there or how he knows who James is or anything like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I
1: mean, it was just a weird thing. Thank goodness he wasn't there very long. Just, just to kind of, Keep us all out and then disappear finally. It's
0: like, yeah,
2: know. I have expected him to see him somewhere in the crowd when they were selling tickets
0: to see the peach, but he never pops back up. He, he does at the end, He's yeah. like let the boy speak, but you don't see his face anymore,
1: right? Very creepy,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> so, what's yeah, at- another thing? How did the ants cross the ocean? In the busted up car. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, like, you know, they end up in New York and then all of a sudden the ants pop up in the car.
1: Waterlogged?
2: Well, Yeah, waterlogged. But
0: <laughs> I have a feeling they thing. didn't know how to end that movie and they just like kind of wrapped it up.
1: I think so, too. It was called Desperation and they were mm-hmm. trying to figure this out. In the-
0: yeah, it, with it, it was only
2: 70 minutes. Something so. like that. Very I mean, short. We're talking about just a little over an hour. That's not enough time to establish your character's development, yeah. give a little story, and then wrap it up. I really think they could have put another easy 15, 20 minutes into this story and it would have made the movie so much better. I think the reason that I still really enjoyed it was because I enjoyed the book. I really enjoyed I enjoyed the book so much better than the movie, but the movie was still okay. But the book, you had more time for character development. You had more of a storyline and you had more time for a conclusion, whereas you're like, okay, we've met the characters the first 10, 15 minutes. We have a little bit of a story and then it just ends. There is no conclusion. There's no, there's none of that development that we're used to seeing in the stories. I don't know why they stopped it at 70 minutes and maybe didn't go another 20. I mean, because there's there was material to keep going. Yeah, and maybe. What,
0: what I noticed, too, is they had a, a story. They had a plot, right? But as soon as we get to the stop motion, it just felt like the um, stop-motion animators were trying to show off because from them falling into the ocean to when they get to New York, nothing really happens. There's like a fight, but it's just like theatrics of everyone. There's no reason why anything happens. It's like the plot kind of stops and they're like, oh, filler, 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 filler. Now we're in New York. Let's end this. That's what it felt like to me.
2: Whereas this is where they could have really built on this if they had went a little more with the book. Because with the book, they kept encountering the cloud men. The cloud men were throwing hailstones at them. The cloud men, um, they accidentally ran into the cloud men's rainbow in another scene. So, I mean, that could have been one scene and then just a little bit of them floating at night and then them running into the rainbow and another confrontation because they were establishing that. You know, James was the one coming up with the ideas to save everybody. And if they had played out a little more of that, kind of establishing him as the hero. Uh, because it, when I read the book, that's how I t- took it. When I watched the movie and they're all following to him, they're kind of establishing him as the hero of his own story. But then it just like ends. There was no. For me, there was no real big conclusion.
1: Okay. Let me ask y'all this. They threw in a couple of songs in this movie. To me, we didn't even need that.
2: But in the the book, they also have songs written out. Really? So that kind of kept with it because it seems odd and awkward. But, I mean, that's how it was in the book the grasshopper in the book also played the violin and talked about how not all grasshoppers could play the violin the the lightning bug sang like opera type thing the centipede is the one who sang in the you know they would say sing us a song about whatever and he would make up a song about whatever so i mean the singing is in the book as well
1: didn't know that but to me it wasn't needed in this movie i didn't enjoy the songs at all uh i hope i never hear them again
2: Well, I mean, they didn't make it to be like a soundtrack that you would want to listen to. Right. Like, you know, Moana or Nightmare Before Christmas or one of them like that. I mean, it was just songs thrown in there for a little bit of entertainment. I also feel like
0: in the movie, it was a little bit of filler. I think so. The songs were filler. Like uh, the the first song about why they're going to New York, that kind of helps the plot along. But then that's it. It's just like oh, these are the adventures that we're going to go on flying across the ocean. And now, ha- how you mentioned before, the, the mechanical shark just came out of nowhere and there was no reason for it.
2: <laughs> so in the book, they, they face, they're in the ocean, they fall off the cliff, they're in the ocean, and this shark start eating the peach. And James thinks about, you know, wrangling the birds to get them up out the water and they would use the earthworm and stuff as bait same thing but so when we're in the ocean and they're talking about the peach and wrangling the birds and stuff I'm waiting for the sharks to come because at this point there's no real reason for them to need the birds it wasn't like I have to have the birds let's wrangle these birds up at like the book because the sharks were eating the peach and they're afraid the peach was gonna fall so in the movie, we're sitting there. I'm waiting for some sort of sharks or something to show up. And it's like this big, crazy mechanical thing. That and it's shoots like,
1: smaller, like baby sharks out. Yeah.
2: Why would these mechanical sharks need to eat a peach? Yeah. They are mechanical sharks. So I think if they had done some stop motion sharks or something like that, that scene would have made more sense. Because then you would have been like, oh, the sharks are eating the peach, not... The mechanical shark is just, you know, trying See to terrorize that, them. This is
0: where I thought the animators were just flexing their talent. That That's what they were doing. They were like, oh, look what we can do. And that's what it felt like. And when they got to New York and James turns back into a human, even though he absorbed that alligator tongue, I didn't understand why he turned back.
2: Because that didn't make
0: sense because the, the bugs he, didn't turn back.
2: No, when he landed or something, he coughed up the bug that he had swallowed.
0: Oh, I missed that.
2: Why he became real again and the others were still (laughs) these things.
1: She missed it on total boredom.
0: (laughs) Yeah. By the time they got to the um, pirate ship underwater, which apparently they can breathe underwater. (laughs) Uh, That's when I, I just kind of like, oh, my gosh, this is really boring.
1: Yep. I was fighting it the whole time, from the from the minute that he saves the spider from the window and singing his little song, all the way till New York. I was like, "Please hurry up, because this is god awful."
2: <laughs> it was James's birthday when he saved the spider. Okay,
1: I know it was, but he <laughs> saved the <a> spider.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. So I, I wish, you know, they. They come back down, they're in New York, and then the ants show up. And, like, all of these people are just like, oh, we're ca- okay, crazy ladies who just crossed the ocean in your car. That is completely <laughs> smashed. You know, they're thinking about giving James back to them. But, yet instead of giving him back to the ants, they release him into custody of a giant life-size spider. Mm-hmm. Um. I, yeah. I did like the ending in the book when they reached new york the very very end they talk about everything that the bugs and james went on to do they kind of briefly did it at the end of the movie with like just a flash scene um i think the ladybug helped some children and you know james is in his peach pit house with miss spider but miss spider opened a nightclub or something like that like I, I think they could elaborate it on that a little bit more. I mean, even nothing else to give
0: us a few more minutes of movie.
1: Reaching. yeah, Reaching for that is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I just kept thinking in the beginning because I was like really into it in the beginning. I'm like, Oh, nostalgia. I remember all this. And then, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I just kept thinking this is like the poor man's Harry Potter.
1: I think this is like, basement poor man's Harry Potter I mean like this is bad like I mean this this is under the stairs Harry Potter this is basement next to it the clown I mean whatever I mean sometimes like it's awful like I mean there's no sugar in this thing this movie
2: I enjoyed it I mean I'm talking but about. I just I reread the book as well I had all this childhood nostalgia, and then I was watching it, and I still felt like a little kid because I just reread the book, and I really liked the book way better than the movie.
1: This is my second time watching this, and hopefully my last for a while. If somebody ever mentions, <laughs> hey, let's pile up on the couch, crank out that, be- that Blu ray of James and the Giant Peach, I'm gonna be like, nope. And you try something else because that is awful.
0: I'd watch it again.
1: See? That's just for her.
0: So let's let's go back to some of the questions I asked in the first part. Sure. Um, we didn't we didn't answer them all. We got this film in our heads now. What is your favorite character? Wow, Ginny, <laughs> uh, you go I first. L- I
2: like the centipede. He was my favorite. He was also my favorite in the book. I have
0: to say.
1: I'm gonna go with Miss Spider because of Susan Sarandon. That's the only reason
0: why. So I'm gonna have to say centipede. He was the the most oh. entertaining.
2: So one thing that drove me crazy
1: Uh
2: about book versus movie in the book centipede, there's a, it's a big deal about his 42 feet and James uh, in the book is having to help him take his shoes on and off because he has 42 feet. And at the end of the movie, he has this very successful like boot store, like shoe store because of his 42 feet. Well in the movie, he had all of the hands he only had like you know I think maybe four feet or something like that and that drove me nuts whenever I thought about it I'm like but that was it was so funny in the book and I I think the animators could have done a lot with that I think it would have been funny to be in the movie it would have given some comedy to it
0: so looking back at the notes, Trent couldn't answer this because he he couldn't remember most of the, the characters. But uh, Jenny, you said the grasshopper.
2: Yeah, I, I liked him. But after rereading the book with the comedy in it, and then I think he was because he just seemed so he had so much more potential than the grasshopper. They made the grasshopper to be more serious than I thought I remembered. Mm-hmm. I did like the fact that the grasshopper played the violin. I mean, that was pretty cool. But this time I like the centipede more.
1: <laughs> I just can't see this. And we were in the same room together.
2: We were. We watched that's the same the, movie. That's
1: what I'm saying. It's not like, <laughs> it's not like she watched it first, then I watched it after. her. It was the same time. And Are you sure you watched it? Since? I
2: did.
1: Okay.
2: <laughs> Your
0: opinions don't matter. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh boy. Um
0: I, I said my favorite character was um Miss Spider the last time. But yeah. Yep. I, yeah, so I mean ra- she she's still a good character too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um who is your least favorite character?
1: Oh boy. I'm gonna say let me look at these here. I'm gonna say Oh, the magic man. Mm, okay. Very useless. Not very good. I like the actor that played. The Magic Man, but that character was pretty, pretty dull. Judy.
2: um, I hate to say it, but the glowworm and the earthworm kind of annoyed me. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm gonna be very controversial and say James. Okay. He he was way too whiny, whiny. for my liking. <laughs> Mm -hmm. even though like in the books he's like he comes out uh, as a hero because he has all these ideas but um in the in the movie it's the seagulls are his only idea but he's still like whining when it happens
2: yeah and i mean he does save the centipede as well and that also happened in the book but like i said there's those all those like battles and stuff between the cloud men in the book that set him up to be the hero it just wasn't there in the movie yeah James is whiny, like, um I don't know. Does your kid watch Caillou?
0: No, I avoided that because I've heard of him. <laughs>
2: yes, we are. I did not let my girls watch it. Not that there was anything wrong with the program, but he was a very whiny character. And James kind of reminded me of that about the whiny.
1: <laughs> I agree.
0: This might be tough, but do you have a favorite scene? <laughs>
1: I can't even think of one.
0: Trent said
2: the end.
1: oh yeah the the credits rolling. That is exactly what I've been waiting for. Yeah, that was the best part of this entire travesty. I mean, I know this whole time I've been bashing it, and truly, I mean, we all have our opinions. Jenny loves it. I beg to differ. I like it. You know, but I
2: love the book. Yeah, I like the movie, and that's
1: great. I'm glad you did. For me, didn't read it. Don't care to read it.
2: I'll read it to you. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, I don't have any favorite scenes. To me, it was just—I don't
2: know. Maybe he loved the shark scene. No, baby shark. (laughs) Oh no, No, that's what I was thinking of.
1: No, oh no. It was maybe the beginning. Maybe for the first three minutes of that beach scene where it looked kind of cool, and then it went. (laughs)
2: <laughs> that's his downhill
1: yeah no
2: I enjoyed in the movie the pirate scene just because it was Jack
0: yeah I, mean, I, I, I like that
2: cool. um, I forgot he was in there so it was very much a surprise to me so I
0: enjoyed that okay I right. yeah okay my favorite scene is when we first get into the stop animation because even though it's such an old movie for its time, it's so well done. Mm-hmm. It's a lot crisper. You can see their move- movements flawlessly. And at one point I was just like, how How did they do that? How did they do the, the seagull thing? Like I was just trying to analyze everything rather than paying attention to the plot. I, I just am a fan of stop motion because I think it's just miraculous to me.
1: It is.
2: You know, this movie had a lot of feels of other movies. We've talked about Jack in it. We've talked about kind of Sweeney Todd at the beach scene. But when Jack is going into the peach for the first time, when he's becoming... um, He's
1: crawling through the little hole. crawling in where
2: he's becoming human to the stop motion. Mm -hmm. That scene really reminded me of Coraline when she would crawl through that little door. Door. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that to me had a very similar feel. So, I mean, James and the Giant Peach and the popular opinion is not a great movie but i could see where some of the animators and stuff got ideas from this movie or maybe worked on techniques that were done in this movie and then brought them to other movies
1: maybe i could see that yeah but that's about it
2: (laughs) A, I mean, hey, w- uh, w- it would be neat to find out if, like, some of the same animators that worked on this then went and worked on some of the others that we've mentioned.
0: I think that's probably maybe could be true. accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you guys know when this took place?
2: No. And you read I the book? I, yeah, don't I don't think the book had a, like a date time frame. I mean, it was right after his
0: birthday, but I mean, who knows when that? I don't. Is. I don't have a clue. I was. Very curious because of uh, the clothes that they were wearing. So I looked it right up. Uh, 1949. 1949. Okay. That makes sense. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Another thing that I caught up on. Did you know that there was a post-credit scene?
1: Didn't stick around long enough to see. (laughs) As soon as I started seeing the credits roll, I was like, guess what, girls? It's bedtime. So we hit the stop button and popped the disc out. Very fast. We
2: do have a disc of bonus features, though. So, oh, boy. I mean We might mm. need to go and pull it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they can. Now, look, this movie, this is just a funny side tangent. I know when we get Disney Plus, everything's coming out of the vault. Okay, put this one in the back of the vault and hide it, because I don't ever want to see it coming <laughs> through <laughs> Disney Plus.
2: It needs <laughs> to be, like, mixed in somewhere.
1: No, like, under like, dirt and Old no.
2: boxes.
1: <laughs> you know. That's just me. I just don't I just don't see myself watching this movie anytime soon again.
2: It would be a book that in five, ten years I read again. Just a quick little, you know, entertaining read. But I'm not gonna be like, Hey, let's watch the movie. Except for the end credits. I mean, now we have to see what happens.
1: It's right there in the, in the movie column.
2: I don't know how to work the D V D player. <laughs>
1: She's not very electronic savvy. Yeah. So, yes, to answer the question, no, we will. Well, I am not going to watch it unless it's like many, many years down the the road.
2: And then he's going to forget that he didn't like it. And he's going to love it.
1: It's embedded. (laughs) It's going nowhere. It is.
2: You're never going to forget that experience. It is
1: engraved and etched in my brain that this was one that Disney should have never put their name on just
0: saying they learned from this though they learned from it
1: well kind of i mean that there's a big long gap between that and the abysmal wrinkle before time or whatever that was called that horrible movie that we just got last year yeah a A wrinkle in time whatever that was called yes that movie Mm -hmm. they 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 learned but it was a long time frame before that movie came in because that was another one though that just i don't ever want to watch again
2: but again it would be interesting to sit down with the credits and see like hey who worked on james and the giant peach. peach yeah and then who later maybe worked on the nightmare before christmas corpse bride movies like that i mean maybe that was their starting point
0: yeah, who, yeah. because if you look at corpse, corpse bride coraline um uh Frank and weenie i never watched that yeah. but
2: Frank and Weenie super cute. We liked it. Yep,
1: yeah, that's in our closet too. I mean, we have that one, and it's it's good.
2: Paranorman. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I I think of James and the Giant Peach as that could have been someone's starting career, and even though the movie wasn't that great, it, it could have led to some of these bigger, better things. Like I feel like they learned a lot from that movie. I'm sure they lost money on it. Um, oh yeah. And could have said, okay, this worked with it. This didn't work with it. In the next movie that we do in this style, let's try this again, but let's change X, Y, and Z on it and, you know, kind of build from there.
1: Yeah, take all those storyboards and throw them in the trash because it was not very good Which with, with, with the telling. Now, some of the, the stop motion part was was great. I mean, I could give them credit for that. That part was great, but the story and everything else, i didn't I just didn't like
2: it, yeah, here's another thing though, Disney movies in the nineties, like a, beginning Disney movies, Snow White
1: the first one, yeah I mean, Cinderella first movie, things yeah. like
2: that they were all really short. Mm-hmm. Disney movies in the nineties weren't short like that anymore. they were more hour and a half hour forty five minutes and stuff, so that's also something that's kind of weird that we have a movie in ninety six that came out that was only seventy minutes. That it wasn't the typical 90, hour and 45. It was a shorter movie, which wasn't characteristic of the time as well.
1: Go. Can you imagine if this was like in-game, like three hours? Can you imagine that cast? Say- oh,
2: jeez. <laughs> <laughs> it probably took me less than three hours to read the actual whole book.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Mm. I'm a quick read, though. But, I mean, three hours of that. You have to pull your eyes out or something. I don't know. <laughs> I I don't think I would like it if it were three hours.
1: Yeah. That's the first thing that I could think of was that's coming up this summer. So I, I thought, you know, hey, it's going to be a long movie coming. But in, anyway, it was 70 minutes that we could never see back of our lives. I think the actors were, were good. Well, the voice actors were very good. But other than that, and the stop the stop motion part was really good. But other than that, I'd have to pass.
0: All right. So since we, we said all that we could say and just basically ripped this movie apart.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: What letter grade would you give this movie now?
1: It's not an like an F for me. I'm going to give it like a D minus.
2: I'd probably give it a C plus. D minus,
0: C plus. Okay. I'm going to give this one a D. Mostly because I, I will probably not watch this again ever it's in my brain i know it now
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: that's, all, that's all we got yep
0: so to recap jenny you gave this an a plus yes last time trent you gave this a c and i gave it a b plus so we all like kind of went down yeah <laughs> really down but you yeah. know
2: i think that's also showing you know when i first watched it watched it 96, I was in 6th or 7th grade. I mean, we're talking about 12 years old versus 34 watching it again. And I read the book then as well, just like I read the book now. Mm-hmm. So it's gone down. My yep. my tastes have changed a little bit since junior high.
1: I just tried to go off of memory from the first time watching it. And boy, was that a poor memory on that but yeah it was just not what I thought it was going to be and we'll just leave it at that I just don't want to see it again and I'm quite content with that answer
0: so yeah you heard it here first do not watch James and the Giant Peach (laughs) you will not like it it did not age well (laughs) yes only watch it if you absolutely need to for research but yeah that's about it that's about it (laughs) Let us know if you watched it recently and please tell us what you think, (laughs) what you think of this film, because we want to know if you really like it, why you really like it. Um, But that will do it for us today. Uh, Thank you so much, Jenny and Trent, for joining me on here. Ripping apart James and Giant Peach was very fun. (laughs) Yes, I
1: enjoyed it. So thank you for having us. And like I said, it's fun. Y'all heard
0: that. He enjoyed it. I enjoyed talking with
1: Cassie. I mean, that's about the only thing. He
2: enjoyed the movie.
1: No, (laughs) I enjoy talking with Cassie about this horrific movie
0: (laughs) definitely go listen to Trenton and Jenny at the Disney DNA podcast subscribe to them, listen to them they're a very friendly podcast about all things Disney and uh, we will see you next time if you are interested in coming on to Once I Watched Disney, please email me at disflixandtidbits at gmail.com or get a hold of me on twitter at disflix I will send you a short list of films that I also haven't watched in a while to choose from so we are on the same page and then we can schedule a time to meet up. The Facebook group Disflix and Talk also has a running list to look over if you want to join. We talk Disney movies on there occasionally. Thank you for tuning in and listening. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to Disflix and Tidbits. If you could do me a favor and let me know how I'm doing by leaving a comment or a review on iTunes, it really helps me know what you, the listener, like or dislike, and to also help the podcast reach more listeners. Until next time, I will leave you with a quote from Winnie the Pooh. We didn't realize we were making memories. We just knew we were having fun.